Have you ever looked up at the stars and wondered if your world and everything in it is merely the result of four pasty weirdos who may not even be wearing pants, sitting at their computers talking to each other? What if the moment these dorks grow bored of imagining your world, they can just ball it up and throw it away? Well, welcome to Disposable Worlds. Welcome to Disposable Worlds, the podcast where we take your crazy world-building ideas and smash them together into a big play-doughy ball of worldliness. Um, I'm Ryan. And we eat that ball. <laughs> and then we eat that ball. And you eat that ball. We all eat balls. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> my name's Ryan, and I am your uh, host slash moderator. Um, your Play-Doh expert? <laughs> what? Right. what am we I? Got, what we got do the I explicit tag, right, please? I kind of like... I mean, I, yeah, I'm not sure how you guys feel, but I'm not. Uh, this metaphor isn't exactly working for me. I like to keep my Play-Doh colors separate. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't oh. like to smash my Play-Doh. I like to roll it. It's very childish. It's a childish thing to smash. Yeah, this where this is a mature Play-Doh experiment we're using here. Yeah, we we got we're, we're trying to build Play-Doh art. So that's that's why you just get the the gray or the beige color, and then after you're done, you paint it All so right. that well, then it becomes. Well, how about this one then? Uh, this is Disposable Worlds, the podcast where we trick your ideas into hopping into a van with us, and we drive it around for a long time <laughs> until we've all had a series of wonderful life lessons together, and we've all come out different. Uh, different and you have we no were. way of life, getting back Life home. lessons, yeah. that we, that's what we all expect when jumping into an unmarked van with strangers. With no windows. Just, the only life lesson you get out of that is don't jump into vans with strangers. Uh, well, yeah, and that's a good one, and we've all learned and grown. <laughs> Just say yes to adventure. Uh, so, <laughs> my name's Ryan, and I am the uh, I'm I'm at the wheel of this of this uh, freak show. Man. You're the you're the head pedophile kidnapper. Yeah, oh, hey, didn't have to go there. Could have just been fun. Just These a could fun be candy grown romp. adult ideas <laughs> that we're kidnapping. These could be of consensual age. We can assume that your ideas are not adolescent. That's the, that's are, what I was gonna say. Full can grown can ideas. ideas even be? adolescent can ideas well, be children? i guess if if your ideas are in a, what is if an you idea? think about it their ideas are in an adolescent stage and we bring them to development we help your adolescent ideas bloom in our van Whoa. is an idea child an idea or is it a child uh, it's whatever you want it to be. It's an idea. Well, the thing is, like, they're planting, they're giving us the seed of their idea, and we're helping it grow. If anyone so has that, listened to any of our other podcasts, they know that you can definitely have an adolescent idea. And that and that idea can definitely jump into our, our van. Mm-hmm. It got way creepier after you guys tried to justify whether or not the, uh, <laughs> the idea was able to have consent or uh, well in all fairness they are voluntarily giving up their ideas to it us. is yeah i mean i hope so so we don't have we, we may not have the ideas consent but we have the parents consent for yeah the we ideas. do have permission slips i may have mugged a couple people for their ideas but that was that's inevitably consent i mean they gave me the idea yeah those ideas shouldn't address yeah. like that and you've paid your debt to society so <laughs> i know wealthy that that idea was asking for it. So, what, <laughs> so why don't you guys go ahead and uh, uh, introduce yourselves as well? Well, I'm not sure I want to be in your band with you. I'm not sure I want to be associated. I'm always with last. Yeah. Well, you can be the you can be uh, uh, the the investigator. You know, I'm the good Samaritan who sees this happening, and I I help your ideas find a new home. Excellent. I'm I'm Steve Irwin. And oh shit! I'm Cody. <laughs> He's Cody. That's my name. He's Cody, and I'm Steve. Cody, Cody, the good idea Samaritan. Steve, Steve, the Van Hunter. Uh, I'm, Steve Van. I, Steve Van. Hunter. Steve Van Hunter is how what they call me, and I'm I'm tracking this creepy adolescent idea van mm. to you know find out where these ideas go, and what happens to them. Never find out. Make sure that they feel nice and safe. <laughs> if I if I can. <laughs> I'm gonna try and make them feel safe afterwards. I'm gonna I'm gonna protect them. I'm I'm out for the ideas. I will agree with one thing. Uh, you won't recognize these ideas when we're done with them. No, that's <laughs> they have probably definitely true. Changed. 
but it's not their fault. And they won't love you anymore the way we do. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have idea Stockholm syndrome. Oh, jeez. Oh. oh, dear. Who else is in this van or on the, ta- on the trailer? So, I'm... Good God, I'm nowhere near this van. I'm, I'm Jacques. I'm the mechanic that this van may or may not have come to to get their tires rotated and i won't say a damn thing oh so you're complicit no i i I do not recall seeing a van of that size and shape and color right well i guess uh it's just me and these ideas then apparently yeah i was really i was thinking about trying to make a chris hansen joke but his name only just came to me (laughs) 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 so so i'm just gonna throw that out there (laughs) Well, I think we could. I think it would have done well. <laughs> it would have gone really. It would have been real funny. This is the first world we're going to build. We're going to build a world where you made that joke. And it, <laughs> it it's hilarious. It, it would have been a real perfect joke. It puts but our man, show on the map. Man, I beefed yeah. that one. It's yeah. the magic of editing. Just like in three days, uh, email Cody with a, a an audio file of that joke and send it. saying, "I'm Chris Hansen." <laughs> now I'm going to just replace it with a uh, like. What the the auto robot I, keyboard? I, talker all I thing. could think of was Steve Irwin. I don't know why I went with the the, the, the crocodile crocodile. Steve man. Irwin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cody's always going back and editing in jokes though. He's always like, "Oh yeah, here's a here's a zinger that I thought of in the shower this morning." <laughs> but he does them in our voices, which is really amazing. Yeah. But you guys aren't funny enough. <laughs> well, you guys saw that they they've got that AI now that can mimic other people's voices perfectly. Yeah, like so, Photoshop, like advertised the new plugin or something like that that they're that they're gonna work into later. Isn't that editions. just uh, yeah. Michael Winslow? Isn't <laughs> it just, just a, Michael Winslow? Yeah. They just have a booth. They of just Michael have Winslow. him <laughs> strapped inside of a computer. <laughs> Pretty good. Cool. So, uh, what's cool? What's cool in world building right now? What's what's in? What's the newest world building thing? Yeah, what's, what are the kids into? The world building kids into these days? Oh, God, I don't know. We might have to ask, we might have to open up the van and ask ask these kids. <laughs> That's the idea, children. No, I didn't know there was a kids in that van. I saw it the other day. It just drove right by us. God damn it. You guys keep talking about kids. I was thinking more of like a party <laughs> bus sort of a situation. You said trick people to a van. Have you right? ever been tricked into a party van? Sorry. Sorry you don't say yes to adventure like I do. That's what it says on the side of your party van. <laughs> say yes to adventure. Say yes, say that yes is kind of fucked up, though. Like, there's a lot of children's uh, fantasy stories and stuff where a kid just like some random dude will just walk up to a kid and say hey you want to go on an adventure and they're like yeah like chitty chitty bing bing yeah like shazam the um, comic character from like the original 1950s or whatever yeah where an 80 or eight year old turns into a like 26 year old and large man and it's literally just an old guy like accosts this kid and is like hey do you want to follow me into the sewer (laughs) (laughs) and he's like yeah okay sure one out of one out of 80 times yeah you get superpowers you could you could go somewhere with strangers in the 50s and you'd probably come back with superpowers like that's just how it went. i my parents i'm pretty sure my parents knew like several superheroes absolutely yeah. it's the golden age they just don't talk about it it was, it was the times like it was every single hero had their boy wonder had their mm-hmm. had their young child hang out with them <laughs> just like it's just a nice little fun child to hang out with it was and... truly the greatest generation <laughs> should we have that the podcast equivalent of a boy wonder for our show are you are you sure that one of us isn't the boy wonder is it me yeah i kind of feel like jacob is oh shit oh it is jacob okay, <laughs> i think it's jacob i mean i am wearing tiny ass shorts right now and when he when he hangs out he does insist in sleeping in our bed in a mask <laughs> we don't force him to do it we don't force him to wear those shorts though. no it's, it's hot as fuck in kansas yeah, it's pretty brutal i wish i i wish there was like business professional short shorts that i could wear see that's why that's why heroes can't have boy wonders anymore with with you know climate change it's getting hotter the boy wonders would be forced to wear revealing outfits absolutely they'll get burns all the way up their thighs yeah. <laughs> and that's just very dangerous you ever you ever gotten a high a high thigh burn man i mean that's you will be you will be rubbing that for weeks. <laughs> rubbing yeah. your inner high thigh for weeks. You just gotta rub coconut oil everywhere. You just fill a bathtub with coconut oil and you just dip in for a sec, and it's very this nice. This is the creepiest episode. Wonder Boy's going on a Caribbean <laughs> adventure to get some coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Shazam. I kind of want to circle back to the fact that Ryan kind of invented khaki Daisy Duke shorts, and I really, I really just want to show my appreciation. I really want, like, 
short short cargo shorts so they gotta have like the loop but <laughs> it's it's just essentially like a loop of string that comes down to your knee or something <laughs> and it's got like it's got like a, a whole satchel that just like hangs down there by the side of your leg but you've got the short shorts so the shorts would execute themselves at the... Isn't the whole point of cargo pants to have the pockets? You, you still, still have them. They're just kind of like fanny packs attached to the side yeah, of them. Yeah, it's just like the way that girls do it now where like the, the pockets hang from the inside. Like they cut it so short that you can see the inside Ryan, pockets. why do you know what girls wear? <laughs> because I live in a college town. Like they're everywhere. That's Okay, that's a valid point. You just cut them short, but then like your pockets are on the inside in cargo style. So they just kind of like flop against Ryan's your Ryan's out your there knees. on the quad taking notes. I'm talking like I'm talking like long, you know, like all the mm-hmm. way down, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. See, and they they've got this cool little attachment at the tip. It's got a little like a uh, bungee hook on it, so you can actually hook it oh, yeah. back up to your belt, so you can still keep showing off those like a, tight knees. It's like <laughs> it's like a utility belt, you know, utility mm-hmm. car utility shorts. Only they're just <laughs> short shorts. <laughs> So essentially, cargo short shorts are just the, a utility belt. Yeah, just a, a vertical one. So that's that's already been that invented. Is, that, is, that already exists. But this is Robin a vertical all the time. utility belt, not a horizontal one. It's new. This is a new idea. A bandolier. <laughs> we have probably struck on to what the kids want, I think, by accident oh, yeah. here. This is it. I know the kids. Is it all for just show? Just the showiness of your legs? Or is there an actual function like... Oh, like all of our water level, our sea level is going to rise to the point where we all have high waters and we need to have these short shorts or else our pants this are going to be all This wet. is a preventative yeah. measure. Yeah. Just, this is in preparation for the oncoming uh, Kevin Cosner <laughs> water apocalypse. That's why I'm stockpiling urine. I'm doing that for years. <laughs> and actually, they're probably better for the environment because they use less fabric. So yeah, you don't have to produce as much. That's, That's why I became a yeah, nudist. No, the government should be all for uh, more revealing clothing when you think about it. That should be the conservative mm-hmm. outfit because you're conserving uh, What cloth. if yeah. we made hemp pants, but as they went down, they transition, transitioned from like straight up hemp to actual smokable THC marijuana. Full-blown marijuana. That, that's straight-up stone-cold hemp right yeah, there. Yeah, so you just, like, like take the that's hem off. That's some straight-up no-nonsense yeah. hemp. You, like, take the hem off, smoke a bit, take the little bit, take the thigh off, smoke a bit. Once you get a up Does it continue the... to grow? Does it continue to grow as you, like, wear them? So you have, like, a... Oh, like man. a Nope, you just got to snip the threads and... Well, uh, well that's and wasteful, it... then. Like, how about how about you have a... Uh, <laughs> that, is, that is really wasteful. How about you have a dirt belt? Like a like a living, planter's box belt. Living dirt belt. We're talking about living America pants and dirt belts. Yeah, now. here we go. Check so out this kind of dangle down. How about you become a walking terrarium? Sick ass Miracle Grow belt buckle, dog. That's a, no. This is a great idea. You just have your Would, planter's I mean, box wouldn't, belt. Wouldn't you need like dirt socks and dirt shoes? Cause no, because they hang they, they hang down like vines. Like, do you they just hang kinda, down? Yeah. Does marijuana hang down? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we know drugs. Selective. It's selective breeding. Or you could just, yeah, you could have like uh, dirt shoes or something like that. This is my own special brew. You could have you could have boots full of dirt that like just grow up around you. So you yeah, just walk yes. around essentially wearing it with, with planters. <laughs> These are my mud shoes. Just have fucking daisies sticking out of the tops of your boots. Yeah. I feel like this would really work really well for celebrities. Oh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, Johnny Depp would rock the fuck out of this. Because they could, they could, they could mix their like natural juices with the the marijuana, and probably sell it at like an. But a couple price. a couple years from now, at the Oscars, people will be having plants in their shoes. Like it's, it's a real thing. We're laughing now. We'll be laughing then because we'll be filthy we'll be- rich. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be filthy rich. Oh man, because it was our idea. It will also cut down on so much stuff, like. If you have to take a leak, you can just straight up sit down and take a dump into your boots. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, you could already do that. Well, yeah, but to. then you'll have a purpose. Like, a... Do, no. So we have like five PBS channels, and we were watching TV the other day, and we happened across this woman standing in front of a teen on a green screen, holding a jar of piss, and saying, "This is great. You could put it on your vegetables, and they're gonna grow real great." And and the teen was like some anchor person or something was like so are you saying that teens should send their pee to farmers <laughs> i don't know how, what the fuck you're talking why did, about how did you know that it was piss was it like clearly labeled yeah, urine? that was my question was it, she, was it just like this is urine it was a clearly amber liquid in in a jar 
just while she's talking about juice. peeing on on crops. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that doesn't work because I've got a dog, and everywhere that thing pees, it's uh, that, not so really it's got to be human pee. It's got to well, be think, human. I don't pee. think human pee's any better. I'm pretty sure the waste of carnivores is like bad for plants. <laughs> it's not great. That's my understanding of oh, biology, which well, isn't then great. What well, she was a vegetarian? Uh, maybe you are a vegetarian. You know, you got to pee on stuff. Then yeah. you have an obligation to pee on stuff if you're a vegetarian. Well, shit, guys. Why don't we just hop right into the uh, world building stuff? We got a few to choose from this week from user Gideon Chan. Uh, thanks, Gideon Chan. This guy's actually supplied us with several ideas that are pretty solid. Gideon Chan, I'm um, Thank you. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a world where plot devices are actual devices built by an ancient or, yeah, unreachable entity, and everyone's trying to get their hands on it so they can control the universe. Also, uh, user Chef Robert Irvine. Uh, says, if, <laughs> if Mad Max is dystopian Earth-based ma- machines and lifestyle, Waterworld is dystopian aquatic-based machines and lifestyle, where's the sky and wind dystopian-based world where humans live in the sky? And not some Ooh. Bioshock Infinite bullshit that doesn't count because it's not a movie. So apparently we're taking movie predications or whatever. Cool, and then user Landforge says... A world where you cannot own, where you can not only block people online, but you can block them in real life. This removes them from your perceptions until they are unblocked. Black Mirror did it. Yeah, you... Black Mirror did that one. Oh, That's they what did. I was thinking, I was, I was thinking that can't... that was something. Uh, yeah. I don't watch that show. Maybe it just blocks their genitals. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can babe. We, do you think we can't do it better than Black Mirror? I don't know. They did a pretty fucking good job. Black Mirror is pretty fucking great. Is that is that what our tagline for our show is now? Disposable worlds, not as good as Black Mirror, but pretty good. Uh, you <laughs> I know, think we can that's do a, that. That's a still that's a very high bar. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna say, like, I would be okay with that. Almost as good as Black Mirror. Almost yeah. as good. Number as Black number Mirror. two I'd in world great. building, the Black Mirror. It feels so fucking great. I'd be bragging about it to all my Black friends. Mirror with le- less good and less pig fucking. So. <laughs> You do the math. <laughs> a little bit less pig fucking. Yeah, just, just a little bit, though. I mean, we're, we'll probably get to pig fucking at some point. All right, and the final one is from the uh, user, the Dungeon Master. A world where one's ambition translates into how much they affect the world around them, consciously and unconsciously. The most Ooh. ambitious people change their surroundings with every step and can be basically guaranteed to succeed, succeed at everything they attempt. The unambitious end up being doomed to fail at most things and can even fade away. From the minds of their co-workers, friends, family, or even from existence itself. so grim. Like they never existed to begin oh, with. Even from existence itself. That's cool. I really It has like to be read by one. Gandalf. That's like that's a Gandalf line right there. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta harness your Gandalf voice. Alright, so how about we just chuck uh, a world where you can uh, block people in real mm-hmm. life since apparently yeah, that's sorry been done. sorry to that person but yeah black mirror did it it's better a good idea. than we would I, I don't know eventually everything's going to be done so um i guess we should always strive to have the the most unique ideas but who knows any one of these could already have been done um, oh yeah yeah but definitely whatever when in doubt we'll go with the the newest of the new um cool so what we've got is a world where plot devices are actual devices built by an ancient unreachable entity everybody's trying to get that shit a mad max dystopian sky based uh world i'm excited about that and a world where one's ambition translates into how much they affect the world around them consciously and unconsciously lack of ambition could mean you do you stop existing I'm less excited about that one because because you're not ambitious mostly because i would fail yeah. that's how i'm feeling too <laughs> when you ask that question i'm wondering like how much do we control our ambition is that just something that's naturally ingrained into us like i'm just naturally not an ambitious person can you become more ambitious what if i'm just ambitious about like continuing to live day to day what if you're what if you're ambitious about failing what if you want to fail well, I think that's what builds NPCs. They are just ambitious enough to get through the goddamn day and hand off a quest to some other motherfucker. And the actual motherfucker is the ambitious one who's who's like, I'm causing chickens to spawn out of the fucking sky because I'm ambitious. Is that what ambition means for you, Schooler? That's what <laughs> ambition means. I'm all help. about birds today. If I could achieve my ultimate dream... <laughs> Be spawning chickens out of the sky. Well, I mean, they live in the sky, so it makes chickens? sense. Chickens? Oh, yeah. In this dystopian world. No. You know, incorporate all of our ideas here together. We are in the sky. I'm not sure how. This is how, like, the apocalypse happened, which is, like, only the ambitious have survived. And now it's a battle of the most ambitious. 
and they're all so incredibly successful oh, yeah. at everything they do. Well, I mean, you would kind of it kind of have to be that way, where it's like a survival of the fittest situation, where the most ambitious people are like actually setting the ground rules for everything that's happening around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most the, part, the plot device of unlimited power also corrupts unlimitedly or something to fuel all of their fucking sky dirigibles or, or yeah, whatever but, they're but on. that actually has to be a device what what device um, would that be? the the plot device yeah what what is this device what is the unlimited power well it's it's ancient and unreachable so it's got to be like you know either it in another dimension in an alternate reality or somewhere no, in no, space no, no. De- you know? the device is not unreachable it's the the ancient mm-hmm. being creates these devices. I'm assuming you yeah. can hold them. It could be a lollipop. The device itself has to be reachable because that's the plot trying to reach this device. And there could be multiple devices. Apparently, it says a world where plot devices are actual devices. Ooh, yeah. um, they could be like you know like universe altering like artifacts of some type. That's really that one's really hard to combine with the whole concept of people's ambition changing the world around them. Mm-hmm. Because like our which which one is truly in control at that point? Is is it the plot device? Well, the ambition one could have been the result of a plot device. Yeah. Where, like, some super ambitious dude was like, I need to give myself the edge. Well, maybe the plot devices are actually the mainstays. They're the only things that cannot be affected by people's ambition. They're like the... Plot the... devices make me think of stories, and I think of protagonist and antagonist well, bullshit weird. like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Who would right? Have thought? <laughs> right? So, like, if this plot device, that's the thing, that's the goal, that's the aspiration of either the protagonist or the antagonist or both... So the fact that they are after this plot device and they have the ambition to, you know, overcome whatever else comes around, because of that, the plot device recognizes them over anyone else and gives them more power to to sway the world around them. No, that's bullshit. The plot devices are just devices in this world. They don't... They're not sentient. They don't know what's what, going I'm on. I'm not saying and that not it has any sentience. are good things. Like, everyone's ambition is to get a plot device? What if it's just like, and then she died? Yeah, but that's not so much a plot device as it is just, like, an actual turn of events or whatever. Like, mm. a plot device is, like, like, it's like, it is a technique for driving the, like, the plot forward or whatever, but um, I feel like, I mean, these have to be actual, art, like, artifacts. They can't just be, like, moments in time or, like, events that transpire or whatever but they're 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 artifacts that fundamentally make almost statistic like very statistically unlikely events happen specifically to cause a certain outcome yeah but then the question is like you know is, does each plot device only affect one particular event or is it reusable yeah this instance? is really is powerful this whole can... world like the, the entire uh, mad max era apocalypse could have been caused by some sort of plot device or a, a series oh, of plot device used together what if it harnesses the ambition of the inhabitants around it and that is the actual thing that is causing the change like there's well, the thing but that that it precludes there from being like an ancient entity that creates these devices though no, so the ancient entity created this device or these random devices threw them all across the world space hawks. and at some point someone's ambition to completely destroy the world affected this nearby device enough that it caused cataclysmic earthquakes or tsunamis well, why, or does, why does the device have to play a role and... in that if their ambition is powerful enough to just cause that it by itself. Maybe the the plot device is what actually triggers this ability in people. So it's, maybe it's not like an innate ability that like all people have or whatever. It's like if you're holding this device, then your ambition is what like triggers it. And if you don't have the will or the drive to actually do anything, like that inverts on itself and you just kind of wink yeah. out of it existence. There are, there are multiple plot devices, right? Yeah. And they're all physical things. So what what could be what could be some plot devices? So um, um, I'm looking up the Wikipedia. The death of a family member. Yeah, and what what would that look like, Stephen? What what would the device for that be? What what kind of what kind of a device would cause that? Guns. (laughs) 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 It could be knives. There could be like a weird twist on this, where it's like you could look at any story and think of like the a plot device as being like almost a sentient or like sort of a thing, like the the master sword and like Zelda or something like that is just like waiting for somebody to come along and pick it up so that it can like 
wreak havoc across Ooh, like the universe what, or something yeah, like what that. What if the plot devices are like the vehicles that they ride in this air wasteland? Like the skyships or something like that? E- each person's like sky motorcycle is a flipping plot device. Yeah. Man, sky motorcycle. Mine's the family killer. What's yours? I've got a list of plot devices that we can turn into uh, skyships. Yeah. So we've got MacGuffin, Deus Ex Machina, Shoulder Angel, and Red Herring. Like synonyms, like like the synonyms for a plot device or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So these are like these are like ships then, or mm-hmm. or are they just a, a thing inside of specific ships? Who knows? We're talking like. I think that's kind of cool. I mean, if I were if I were a giant crazy ancient entity creating plot devices, I'd make badass motorcycles and like guitars or some shit. I don't know. Sunglasses, <laughs> flying guitars, cool. sky motorcycles. Yeah. yeah Sunglasses. They could be either. I look at. Whoever I look at experiences. Uh... Well, I mean, I, I, I guess we, I just really, maybe we're limiting ourselves by saying that all of this stuff has to be in the sky. Because really, we're not limiting ourselves. The prompt is if... limiting us. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, the plot devices don't have to be in the sky, is what I'm saying. Oh. The, the dystopian world that people live in has to be in the sky. Oh, so they like dive bomb down. That doesn't, yeah, that, that would fundamentally create the challenge of going and, rece- uh, uh, you know, getting these plot devices by having to go down into this destroyed world. I think you're picturing this dystopian world on our planet, but what if it's on like a gas, a gas planet and there is no... Yeah, I think the prompt said like a Mad Max style world so that would yeah. mean that it's some sort of disaster caused this yeah, yeah. so some sort of disaster could have completely destroyed the ground so it's it's inaccessible yeah but mm-hmm. that, does, that still doesn't mean that the plot devices can't be down there yeah they could be I mean they're built by some unobtainable race so they could probably survive well, floating that's, in Mad that's Max fine I'm just I'm just trying to think about why we like people are only in you know in the air like if they can go down into the ground then oh yeah why would they only be in the well, air well that's i'm, I'm saying it, it it's fundamentally very dangerous like mm-hmm. high pressures like there's a lot of spiders or something uh incredible radiation giant spiders giant or spiders very tiny radiation spiders. spiders i almost wonder if it's like a universe like close to the heat death of like existence where it's like there's not much energy around um things just aren't happening like you, like mm-hmm. there's just not enough energy in the universe left to just allow things to change and to do stuff but maybe these things are you know siphoning from alternate realities like pumping energy back in and if you have like the the will and the ambition then you you can you can use these things and they create like an aura or like an area where like energy is actually infusing back into the universe and things are working again well yeah these these are ancient um creatures that tried to create machines that would decrease entropy to make make the the disorganization of energy in the universe go down for once maybe it only kind of worked by like you know just in small scales causing things to happen on on like a planetary level but it it failed to stop the universe itself from you know slowly decaying yeah i was wondering if they would if they would kind of jump start the current universe or at least an area in it or if it would transport whoever does reach it to a universe or back in time to this universe when entropy hasn't taken over. Honestly, I wonder, like, I'm just kind of, like, thinking of, like, a crazy world where this would happen, where, like, um, in a universe where, like, energy is just, like, dissipated, it's, like, almost gone, and then, like, the ultimate artifact would almost be, like, a star that's, like, ported in from, like, another universe or something like that. That would be, like you know, like some sort of an artifact that would essentially be functional to that because it's just pumping energy into this universe and this last sort of like island of energy. Um, and, you know, the the greater part of it is just being blasted out into space and, and dissipating and um, and just, you know, kind of hitting that, that, that flat line of, of universal energy. But in that sort of sphere around it, um, and maybe that's what the sky is. There isn't any ground. Like there's just like this weird sphere of, of atmosphere around like this blasting sun or something yeah, like that. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. That could be pretty cool. But I think we're all interpreting plot devices pretty differently. Um, yeah, because it's it's super super abstract. Like when when I first thought about plot device, I was thinking about like if you're being chased by something, throwing down a smoke bomb or something like that, something that changes your plot, your story. Mm. 
ambition and plot device almost achieve the same thing to that effect where the ambition can make whatever you want your story happen and the plot Mm -hmm. device whatever it is whatever this device is if the button you press or a crank you turn or a vibrator that you it would be the deus ex machina i think that there should be different levels of plot device like the the number one plot device i think so too i think there should be one that maybe affects you on a personal level and then one that might affect the entire world which is maybe how we got to be Mm -hmm. maybe the lesson of the story is that the ultimate plot device was inside of you the whole time well that's the MacGuffin. (laughs) so you're you're going after so uh you're going after the MacGuffin, which is the ultimate plot device but it's actually a red herring and really the plot device was inside what if it's like the mcguffin muffin i like the idea of of actually using you know the the names mcguffin and and red herring Mm -hmm. as the the actual objects objects. yeah but i also i also like the idea of maybe there being other various like smaller ones that do affect individuals. Yeah, I, th- I think that follows um, along with what uh, what uh, Cody was saying. Like those smaller ones could just be conglomerate Deus Ex Machina. Like whatever this is, you just throw it out. Little trinkets that these these entities have just kind of like left all over the place. You know, just accidentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if what if in your in in your cargo utility uh, bandolier, you just have a whole pocket full of plot devices ranging from big to small depending mm-hmm. on the situation mm. and like. Yeah, like like essentially a smoke bomb or a gun. I think you really landed on something special there with a gun. gun I like a gun, gun and maybe each bullet each bullet that you shoot <laughs> It's it's check on a great plot device. Isn't each it? bullet you shoot yep. is a different plot device from your gun. It's so this gun it it appears in your satchel in the first scene, but you can't actually fire it until the scene. third scene. Mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel like the order of, of magnitude of plot devices would go from like a MacGuffin, which is like a really small sort of like thing, to like a Deus Ex Machina that is like the, yeah. the like a starship or something. So this like is how that. this is how they're divided in this world. Like people trade these these plot devices. The stronger friend who shows up at the exact moment you yeah. need. And people are just all working towards. Maybe this is how their ambition is defined by these plot devices. Like that's how we can interpret that. Yeah, the closer you are to protagonism, the better you can use these devices, or the what they'll actually so the, work. Yeah, the goal mm. is to be the ultimate protagonist in this wasteland. The mm-hmm. goal is to be Mad Max, or the equivalent yes. of Mad Max. <laughs> to, be, to become Mad Max. <laughs> Even though he kind of gets fucked up a lot. I don't know how much... Who is this character who is the Mad Max in the so sky this, world? This, I'm glad we're going here now. I think we've discussed enough about plot devices. I think we need to really dig into dystopian sky world, <laughs> and how fucking wicked... A sky motorcycle, Mad Max style, would be. Hell All right, yes. we need to describe this. And, and not I, that, I, not I, that I Mark need... Hamill movie, not that one. No, no, I just, I need this. I need this so bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the one thing about Mad Max is like a lot of times his his vehicle gets seriously fucked and he has to walk from one place to another. Oh yeah. <laughs> so does he have like so a, a glider or something? Just like a kite? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got he's got like an emergency dirigible. Yeah, <laughs> emergency dirigible. It inflates when his when his motorcycle sky motorcycle crashes. Yeah, when my motorcycle's down, I just pull out my dirigible. <laughs> my emergency. He's got a he's got a parachute first, and then the parachute inflates into it. That's one of the plot somehow. devices. Emergency dirigible. That's one of the plot. The, yeah, that's why he's the ultimate protagonist. Is he has the plot device that he has is a shoulder angel. He has a shoulder angel and a shoulder demon. And so that they too. both, like, when he loses his, his badass motorcycle, they latch on and they fly him to the nearest fucking s- s- sky station or whatever we have. Well, I would imagine he's kind of, like, out gathering, trying to gather all the plot devices to build his ultimate story. Mm-hmm. Like, life life as we as we know it here on Earth, we just sort of live it. Like, but you can plan it out in this world by collecting the, just the right plot devices. And using them at the right time. He's a film major. He was a film major before the disaster happened, so he he knows what to do. So this this whole this whole post apocalyptic sky world is a is a recent occurrence, probably within like ten to fifteen years. It's hard yeah. to know. Hard to what? How, it depends. What what recent? What do you mean by recent? Like five years, ten years? Oh, he used to be a film 20 major. Twenty years. There could be civilization in this in this place or whatever. So he he's still a film major. Yeah, I think I think most of the cities are kind of like sky cities. You know, suspended on on big inflatable dirigibles because that's a fun word to say. Yeah. 
Well, and if you have Sky Cities, then you have Sky Bandits going after the oh, Sky yeah. Cities. Fucking Sky Ships. Wait, how did, how did they float mm-hmm. again? Plot devices. Plot devices and yep. dirigibles. So what's the difference between, like, a plot device and anything else? And, like, maybe they have some sort of identifiable quality or whatever, and you know that, like, once you get this thing it needs to be used at the right moment so they're like almost like four-dimensional where like the right moment in time is when that thing has to be used and then if it's not used it loses that property that identifiable property of it being a plot device because it's no longer Mm -hmm. yeah there's some way that i know i I like that because i picture i picture someone like rummaging through like trash or a, a heap of junk like in search of a plot device and they're just pulling out all sorts of different scrap metal like wrenches and fucking I don't know uh, oscillators and shit like that and then eventually yeah. they pull something out and it has some sort of special like you said signifier on it and yeah it might be like glowing or something like that but maybe that's another interesting thing could be like what if the people who are these a really ambitious sort of people are people kind of flock to them because their actual existence and the way that they're doing and moving and shaking and stuff precipitates plot devices like around them they're almost like if you're in the vicinity or like in the storyline of somebody they're the people who kind of like fade reality around them a little bit so that these extraterrestrial entities can place the devices into our universe they could be there at any point but it takes this ambitious person to be here at this moment almost acting as a plot device themselves what if this is a giant metaphor for just (laughs) People writing a script. The entities. What if? Are... What if this whole episode was a dream <laughs> sequence? No, I mean like these entities. And we all they... wake up at the yeah, end. Great, wonderful. These entities are uh, inserting these plot devices just for entertainment purposes. For yeah. for them, it could be as much as just like writing a script, writing something on a page, and it's creating a world. Mm-hmm. They're like John Candy in that movie Delirious, where like everything they write like keeps coming true yeah. in their world or around. John Candy and Uncle Buck. Yeah, th- yeah, that's perfect. Exactly. Cool. Wait, no, hold on. Cool Runnings actually might work pretty well in this world. Think about it. <laughs> A Jamaican Air Fortress bobs- air bobsledding team. So we have the the character design of our Mad Max character it's, it's is John, John Candy. Candy. Yeah. John, he's totally John the most, Candy. The most ambitious man in this <laughs> the world. The most fuck yeah well he might not even be like the tyrant of whatever like this of like wherever could be the most ambitious person but since they exist they're like you know spinning off plot devices in their general vicinity or like realm of of contact or whatever so anybody that's engaged in that plot line or whatever is now able like is you know sees can could come across these plot devices that are seated there uh, I, have to, I have to wonder though could, like can you be ambitious in your sleep the, are, like are you 100 percent all the time ambitious if you're the most ambitious person are you just yeah. constantly shooting ambition out you your have horse? ambitious dreams i mean man. yeah i feel like it's like a passive sort of a thing once it's engaged it's just on or whatever but i mean you think it, so? it, it ebbs and flows i'm sure yeah. just like any other like emotion or like thought so what do you do you become paranoid like what if you're so ambitious and you finally make it to the top but you have to keep climbing because you're worried someone will overtake you. I think at that point, that's what the plot device that is either causing entropy to kind of dissipate in this area or actually transports you to another position in the universe or in the gap scope or whatever. Like, I think that's kind of what that next step would have to be. Like, if your ambition gets to the point where you have surpassed everything else, you've got that ultimate MacGuffin. And it's got to be either, okay, you're dead now, or there's a next step. What if their ambition is measured, like, uh, ambition is measured by how, like, high you go. So that's why they're all living in the sky. It's not that the ground is bad or anything. They're just all so dang ambitious. You know, I just, I just gotta say, probably for about the last uh, 10 minutes, I've been looking at pictures of sky sky vehicles <laughs> do you want to you get back to sky vehicles Steven? just because it's fucking cool but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna yeah i'm just gonna jam this in here there's a picture of cloud with his motorcycle this isn't anything with the sky but his name is cloud from final fantasy 7 okay so if we if we photoshop the ground out of that put it in the sky and then replace cloud with john candy we have exactly what we're talking about john yeah. candy with an eye Yay. patch i was about to say like what's his ambition what does he want? What's what's John Candy's ambition? To be alive. To be number one. That's cold. <laughs> to survive. To break I guess? through to the other so side. So maybe it's to survive. Where all of the 
unlimited pancakes are in the pancake <laughs> the ultimate pokemon the big, master the biggest birthday pancake get a cool car <laughs> well what's mad max's ultimate ambition knock it laid so i kind of like this that <laughs> well, this protagonist yeah. doesn't have actually any ambition until they happen across mm. a plot device and it yeah. like sparked something within them and now they are just collecting all the par- uh, plot devices what if his ambition is just to get into like crazy hijinks and the cool stories like, he just plays hard to get in the beginning, like, Max, won't you help us? Mm-hmm. No, I've got my own shit to do. Put them into an exciting situation, and then they finally realize what their whole life That's was. That's the only thing John Candy has ever cared about. Pancakes? Only, only, the, only the wealthy of this planet can have pancakes, and you have to be at the top of the Sky Castle to, get, to access them. John Candy's going to make it. John Candy's getting to the top of that castle. Do we want to describe John Candy's hog? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I love talking about John Candy's hog. (laughs) Oh, his dick. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Are the like are the flight properties of these vehicles run on plot devices themselves? Like, you know, John uh, Candy's not very aerodynamic. Anything that's not like a plane or a dirigible has to be run on a plot device. Mm-hmm. So that give I mean it gives us variability. Is, is John Candy like is his weight going to be a problem? No, it's no. <laughs> a horrible. This thing is twenty seventeen. He's too, we ambi- don't fat he's shame too ambitious for that. His weight's not a problem. Like, he's in the sky. They've got dirigibles. 10. He's got he's got little dirigible oh, like floaties. Be fair. This is probably like twenty nineteen. He's got helium. If we're, if we're being he has helium boots and helium floaties that he wears all the time. <laughs> So, I mean, he's a big man, but he only weighs, like, 50 pounds. He's so nimble. Yes. If, if there's one word you can use to describe John Candy. <laughs> he's like Baron Harkonnen. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so there he's got his go. floaty chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> only cool. And I like him. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I don't like the, like, now I'm just picturing Baron Harkonnen I, as I, our Mad yeah, Max a, character. A Baron a Baron Karkonen who's like a cool dude and you like even with fewer nipple uh, piercings so, so you, you change like literally everything about him except for the fact that he's a fat man who flies <laughs> <laughs> okay so now now what I'm picturing for for John Candy's air hog no it's just a rubber suit with balloons stuffed into it <laughs> or like a golf cart with wings or something like that that's what I could picture John Candy yeah, oh, golf fuck. cart like a, I'd like wicked, golf cart a lot golf cart, though so I was gonna say golf cart or one of those recumbent bicycles where you like lean what's back. A, what's like a good speed? What's a good like racing uh, plot device? Huh? Like something that we can imbue this golf cart with. Why mm. does he use this golf cart over all the sleeker models out there? Okay, so we could go with either Ricky Bobby in that if you're not first, Is you're that last, a plot device? or we could go <laughs> with Vin Diesel in. My dad died racing, so now I just want to race. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to... I swear, I've seen Days of Thunder, but I have no fucking clue what happens in that movie. I I almost feel like it'd be funny if plot devices are like almost like Easter eggs that you just crack open and it just suddenly gives you like a reason for doing something. And it's random. Like, if he's got a racist Skyhog or whatever, like, he just doesn't have it, but then he's got, like, a plot device, he can crack it open, and then, like, his grandma appears and is like, oh, you gotta win this race or we're gonna lose the farm. You'll never, and he's like, oh, you'll shit. Make any more pancakes. <laughs> your, gran- your grandpa built this golf cart with his own two hands. <laughs> and then he just kicks it That's into overdrive. That's why it goes so fast. He didn't tell you, but there's a nitrous oxide switch <laughs> under the seat. I like that. I like that he's just carrying around this back of gugas and bullshit, and one of them starts vibrating all of a sudden. Mm. He pulls it out, and it's glowing in his hand, what's and that, it pops what's that, open. What's like, candy and that then, you open, and it has, like, a little toy in that, it? That John candy? <laughs> <laughs> It's so appropriate that his plot device is just candy. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Candy. Uh, I know what John you're talking about. Candy. John the Candy Man. Candy. Uh, kinder Eggs. Kinder Eggs. That's exactly yeah, that. yeah, Kinder Eggs. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yeah, so kinder John candy. Candy's plot devices are Kinder Eggs. Or inside of Kinder Eggs. Kinder Eggs. 
So, so he eats the chocolate, and then the tiny thing inside. The first of it. time he opens one, he's just like, "Just need me a little energy boost. Got to give me a little bit of that sugar." To <laughs> keep going. Got to. Well, my blood sugar's a little low. Feel it. Feel a little peckish. Got to pop and open one of these John candies, and he winks at the camera. <laughs> and the princess appears, isn't like, it's like John Candy. You must save me from Ganondorf. Oh shit! I got a purpose now. Do I have to? It awakens the the inner fire in him all of a sudden. He's got a reason for doing shit. No, is it the candy, candy that he eats that awakens it, or the pot device inside the candy? <laughs> That's that was inside of one of the candies. Does that mean that all the red herring plot devices are just Swedish fish? Swedish fish. Swedish fish. In the end, he overdoses on plot devices. Do they call him John Candy because he's always eating candy that has like magic inside of it? Is that like a, a clever nickname that he gets from? having magical candy devices that he keeps opening oh so no one knows who he is he just goes by john but <laughs> since he has all these plot devices he go he, he's known by as john john candy <laughs> they call him uh, hi john candy hi because he's john. got a lot of sugar and so he's in to, the sky what, are the other plot devices in this world they aren't he only gets the candy ones or or does he find the plot devices and put them in a candy egg himself he's our prote he's our protagonist cody don't underestimate well, john Candy. i'm not underestimating him i'm asking a simple fucking question about the world <laughs> we're building does he candy these plot devices himself <laughs> i think i think the plot devices present themselves to each person in the most appealing way that they would to this character hi john candy they come as candy i can that i can accept that so what would okay. what would your plot device be, Schooler? How would they appear to you? Birds. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta crack open this bird. I would have a satchel full of birds, and one of them would start buzzing and glowing. I, I'd probably have those uh, those aviator goggles that make my eyes look really big. I'd probably have some of those. Just not as a plot device, just as an aesthetic thing. <laughs> yeah, no, just yeah. as se- it's exactly. an accessory. Yeah. What about you, Stephen? What would your plot device appear to you? Um... My first thought was naps, but I'm not entirely sure how that would work. <laughs> I've got a whole bag of naps here. I'm not afraid Just to use them. Got all these naps. For, no, that's uh, don't make brilliant. Me... For whatever reason, whenever you open your plot device, you instantly fall asleep and you wake up and it's and you're somewhere else. And the, the situation's over. Like I won. Oh God, you won the ex- race. <laughs> you saved you did the it. farm. <laughs> you rescued that school bus full of children. Ah, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Mine would just be beer. Every time I crack open a beer, it's like, ah, problem solved. But that would be really antithetical because I would probably stop drinking beer because it's the opposite reason of why I drink beer. Oh, man, I just keep, I keep getting shit done when I drink. I why would it. you drink if you're so successful already? Like You don't need to drown oh. your sorrows anymore. Well, I'd be a very high-functioning alcoholic, I guess. <laughs> Well, most quests are given in taverns anyways, so it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's a good jumping off point. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say that's a pretty good world. Cody? Um, Cody? Maybe like fashion? Short shorts. Yeah, exactly. A variety of short <laughs> just shorts. A bag, just a bag of short shorts. <laughs> different different tight revealing outfits that I can wear that help me out of situations. That works for I me. like that. It's consistent with the theme too, I think. That's, that's good. Or that or little boys, if we want to be consistent. Look, uh, no. <laughs> Just got a bunch of little boys. Oh. Just got to crack open this little boy. You can't walk around they with a satchel of ideas. little boys. They were boys. <laughs> they were children ideas. Okay. Is that what you do? You just have like little boys that you surround yourself with and oh, then get no. them killed and you're like, oh, I've got to avenge you I kinda, now. Uh, <laughs> that's not... That's kind of funny. Oh, a posse. A posse would be kind of a funny... The whole posse of plot it's, devices? It's just all about avenging your plot devices as they die. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not little boys, uh, but something. Yeah, you go into this cave. I swear, I'm going to go in there and wreck shit. I'm sure you'll be you fine. Die, but you, you got to go in Nothing bad's going to happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, bear. Who would have thought he'd die? My plot device boy would die. Not, not my red shirt plot device. Well, I think this is a world, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah that, that's a world. Yeah, that counts. That's a world and a half. Ball it up. Yeah, that's true. We went. This, we got some extra credit points in this world this time. What for? The, uh, for making a good one? For being okay. funny. <laughs> Finally, we did it. 
All right. Well, thanks uh, to uh, all of our friends on Reddit who submitted our ideas this week. Gideon Chan, uh, Chef Robert Irvine, um, and the Dungeon Master. Yes, and thanks uh, to uh, Belafonte for the creation and letting us use the theme song and outro music, which is the song Bastion. Uh, you can find them on SoundCloud at Belafonte the Band. And they're all awesome. And you can find us on Reddit. We are uh, disposable underscore worlds. We have a subreddit there and a profile. You can find us on Facebook as well. And just keep an eye out for uh, post submission requests, um, show times, or uh, when our when our shows go live. All that good stuff. Um, and just whatever sort of random crazy stuff is going on. Find us on Reddit at uh, find us online at radbotproductions.com, where you can also listen to our episodes. Yeah, and don't forget, you can submit ideas and prompts for our podcast at either the uh, subreddit on Reddit or leave a comment on one of our Facebook posts, or you can do it on our Twitter page, on our Twitter page, um, using the ha- What hashtag did we land on? Was it World, yeah, Blender? World Blender? Hashtag World Blender. Become famous, submit an idea, get on the show. Mm, that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. We won't pay you, though. <laughs> Not our money. Fant- that's for sure. We'll give you high fives. We'll give you digital high fives. Fantasy I can't even promise that. Schooler mind. <laughs> oh, I will I will make this this line in the sand, and I will say, if you submit something and you request a digital high five, I will give you a digital high five. I mean, if you request five. it, but we're not just going to hand them out willy-nilly. No, no. No, 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 no. You have to ask for I'm Because you don't want to give them a digital high five when they're not ready. No, and you, you give them a digital red, you don't have to ask red for, you hand gotta, you mark on their face. You got to beg for my high fives. <laughs> and then maybe oh. I'll give one to you. Maybe I'll deign to give one to you. No. Oh, my. Very big of you. All right. Good show, guys. All right. And that's the end. Yeah. We did that one. We totally recorded very, very much.